0: Hi, I'm Jenny Diedrich, and this is the Holistic Coaching Podcast, where we talk about accessing your full potential, thriving in your relationships, and making transformational changes. Welcome to the Holistic Coaching Podcast. On today's episode, we're gonna talk about anxiety at night. This episode will be super practical as I'm gonna give you tips on how to prepare your brain and body for sleep. Many of us who struggle with anxiety can find nighttime to be extra challenging, and this can be really frustrating. But whether you find any of the tips in this episode helpful or not, I encourage you to be kind to yourself as you figure out what works best for you and the support that you need. Each one of us is different and what works for one may not work for another. So don't give up and keep exploring options as you listen to your intuition as you decide what might be best for you. So let's get started. I want to quickly recap some of the key thoughts from the first several episodes. We've talked about how anxiety is a symptom of an underlying imbalance, whether in the body or in the mind, sometimes both. It manifests in the body through a feeling of fight or flight, but also through non-acute manifestations, which show up as chronic illness, or through recognizable and sometimes hard to detect physical symptoms. Anxiety can manifest also through our behavior, such as anger, irritation, perfectionism, addictions, and so on. Lastly, it can manifest in our thoughts, specifically intrusive thoughts, which are described as thoughts that are like 24-hour hamster wheels looking for certainty. They are repetitive, unwanted, pervasive thoughts that keep you from being present because you are ruminating about the past or fearing about the future. Anxiety is a messenger coming to deliver a message. It is not your enemy, but an indicator that something deeper needs your time and attention. We talked about a healthy way to process and how to deal with these manifestations of anxiety. So to hear more about these insights, check out the previous episodes. Let's talk now about anxiety at night. Nighttime is obviously not ideal for us to be dealing with our anxiety or trying to process anything. But this is really difficult because nighttime is when our anxiety can feel heightened. When the lights are out, the world is quiet, and there's no more distractions to be found. Oftentimes when we haven't taken the time to process or tune in during the day, our bodies and our minds try to find an outlet when we're finally quiet. There are days when I lay down and I may not necessarily feel anxious, but I'll feel antsy or uncomfortable or restless. My body may feel tired, but my mind is totally awake and I'm I'm sure you guys can relate to that. Sometimes I will be able to pinpoint why I have spilt over anxiety from the day, but lots of times I don't know. The not knowing alone can cause more anxiety. We all want a reason or certainty of why, what, when, and how come. Learning to live in uncertainty of not knowing can be agonizing But we can learn to create space for uncertainty in our lives and develop tools to be okay in the midst of everything that is not yet resolved or known. But again, nighttime is not the time to go through a process to look for messages, answers, or trying to solve problems. So the focus of this segment is going to be geared towards how to calm down the body and the mind to be able to sleep and redirect the processing to daytime hours. We will be discussing coping mechanisms for helping to fall asleep, stay asleep, and go back to sleep if you wake up in the middle of the night. For those of us that struggle with anxiety, it can sometimes be helpful to get into the body during the day. Anxiety often needs to be moved out and through the body. So doing even small things like taking a walk or doing yoga or stretching or some type of gentle movement during the day can help stored anxiety have an outlet and therefore be preparing our bodies for sleep that night. Let's talk about getting the mind ready for sleep. Some of these tips come from a woman named Emma Cameron. And one of the things that she mentions is you can write or journal or spend some time voicing out loud what your worries or concerns are. So before bed, we would do this and we're gonna write or vocalize these worries or concerns not to work anything out We're simply identifying them and kind of putting language to our thoughts. So again, we're getting them out of our minds and onto a piece of paper or out loud with our voice. We're kind of vocalizing it. Then you can kind of pick the top two things you would say are the most bothering you. And here are some questions I like to ask myself when I'm kind of doing this journaling exercise. The first one is, is this something I'm responsible for? So just that simple question of identifying the answer can sometimes help me release kind of that worrisome thought or concern. The second question I like to ask myself is, can I solve this problem right now? Okay, oftentimes the answer to that is no, but just kind of giving myself that reassurance kind of helps me let myself off the hook and again, can help me release it. The third question is sometimes what I ask myself if the answer to, Can I solve this problem right now is yes. So the third question is, is there anything I can or have to do tonight? All right. So if there is, go ahead and do it. But oftentimes the answer again is no. So again, that helps us kind of release it for the evening and help get those concerns out of our mind. You can make notes and think about one thing you could do tomorrow to kind of again, help release it and give yourself a plan. So one example could be like a thought that says, I accept there's nothing I can do right now about my concern about how my son is doing in school. So I'm gonna let it go and I'm gonna set it aside for tonight. And then something I like to do visually is you can kind of see the concern in your mind's eye and take it and kind of swipe it away. If you have an iPhone, you're probably used to doing this when you're clearing your screens, you kind of take your finger and swipe up Sometimes I like to visually do that just to kind of release it and say, not right now. If you're a person of faith, you could spend some time praying or you could even spend some more time journaling. But the goal is we want to identify the answers to those questions and then we wanna release it for the evening. The second technique we can use is called visualization visualization is when we're going to give imagery to our concerns or thoughts or emotions and this is a exercise called a park bench technique you can do several different types of visualizations this is just an example so with this technique we would visualize kind of what the fear or anxiety or worry is and we would picture it as an object or a shape it could be a creature or it could be a character we're just going to picture it and it doesn't matter whether you have envisioned it as a blob or a monster or a big gray cube or whatever. Whatever the imagery is, just let it be what it is. But now picture yourself kind of sitting on a bench in a lovely park. And you can kind of picture your worry or concern in whatever shape or size or form you imagined it in sitting next to you, kind of on the bench. And then look up and kind of visualize some things that would be calming things that you would see in a park. So, Is there a pretty lake that's kind of sparkling in the sun or are there trees that are gently blowing or flowers blooming or children playing? Again, whatever would be calming or soothing for you. Make the visualization as vivid as possible. And then you're going to turn your attention back to the concern every now again. So that picture or image you saw the warrior concern and kind of sitting there on the park bench with you. Just allow it to be there just as it is. Be aware that it's there, but then be aware of what else is around you, the sky above, the earth below, kind of the vastness of nature around you. And you can continue this visualization as long as you'd like. The idea is that you're accepting that the anxiety is there, but you're also connecting with the awareness of something expansive and greater, a space that is easily big enough to contain the anxiety. Another thing we can do when preparing for sleep is something called a body scan, and this involves the mind and the body, and it's a self-guided exercise that you can do. Basically, we're going to lay down on our back, and we're going to start from the top of our head and move down through the body and go all the way down into the feet, and we're going to notice what is tight or what is in pain, and we're going to give those muscles permission to relax and to loosen and kind of let go for the day. We don't want to ask questions or wonder why something is hurting or why it's tight. We just want to focus on relaxing those muscles. This might sound weird, but sometimes when I'm doing a body scan, I have something that's really bothering me and I kind of apologize to my body and sometimes I'll say, you know, thank you body for carrying these emotions and this stress and I'm sorry that you've had to be powering through this for me, but I give you permission to kind of relax and let go and recover. And sometimes just sending those messages kind of can help the body recognize, okay, it's time to not be on. It's time to not be in fight or flight. We can release, we can relax, and we can go into rest. If you want to try a body scan, um, you can check out holisticcoaching.me resources. Another tool we can use when getting the mind ready for sleep is just reading. Reading diverts the mind onto other things. One suggestion I would give you is to maybe go into another room to read. So when you go into the bedroom, it kind of feels fresh. And even mentally, it kind of communicates, we're doing something different now. I would encourage you to use a printed book since screens can be stimulating for the brain. You can also color. Some people find this to be very soothing. You can do that while listening to music. Another thing I like to do right before falling asleep is I try to end the day with gratitude. I'm not very good at this. I will go ahead and admit this. But I really do notice a difference in my mood and sometimes in my sleep when I wake up and I've done this right before I've gone to bed. So you can try that as well. There are also a lot of great apps out there that have bedtime stories or different meditations or also different calming noises so calm is one of those headspace is one of those but you can google and you can find different apps and kind of do a trial and error with some of those So we've talked about some tips for getting the mind ready for sleep. Let's talk about some tips for getting the body ready to sleep. If you're a parent, just like we put our child to sleep and we kind of have a routine to do that, we want to put our mind and our body to sleep and give those routines as well. So some things you can do when getting the body ready for sleep are simple things like stretch to some quiet or meditative music. That can be really relaxing, and again, communicate to the body that it's time to kind of let down. I have some playlists on my website if you want to check those out. Again, on that resource page, um, they can be helpful for just, again, trying to create the right atmosphere for relaxation. You can take a hot bath with some Epsom salts or detoxing salts. Sometimes people find that really helpful. You can also diffuse some essential oils. Some oils that are particularly helpful for relaxation would be lavender, chamomile, bergamot. Make sure that you use therapeutic grade when you're doing essential oils. You can take a supplement. I actually love CBD and there's different CBD supplements out there that mix in things like melatonin and other nighttime herbs. Um, I also have used valerian root. I know some people that like to drink chamomile tea and drinking something warm can also be helpful. Lots of you out there probably already have one of these, but weighted blankets can be good. They help calm the nervous system. They can feel like you're being hugged. So when I was single for a while, I would use one of these since I lived alone, and it did actually help calm my body before sleep. Of course, you can do guided meditation. I'm always going to promote meditation on this podcast, but even if you're not into meditation, you can do some simple breath work that, again, helps calm your body move into your parasympathetic. And I have a meditation on this podcast in episode four, if you want to check that out. The last recommendation that I would make for getting the body ready for sleep is that you can use a tip that again involves the mind and the body called EFT. EFT is a tapping technique that sends calming signals to the amygdala in our brain that communicates to our nervous system that we are safe and we're okay and it's time to, you know, kind of calm down. There are also vagus nerve exercises that, again, can help with this kind of same principle with sending the calming signals to the brain and the body. If you want information about these techniques, again, you can visit that resource page on my website. So let's say that you've fallen asleep and you're in a wonderful sleep, and then you've woken up in the middle of the night. Some of us fall asleep fine, but we wake up a lot throughout the night. That would actually be me. So let's talk about a couple practical things that we can do one thing that we can do is we can imagine odd combinations or we can do different counting techniques so for me i actually like to count backwards as i visualize something kind of moving back and forth it's just something that helps me Um, but any of this technique of odd combinations or different types of counting it's kind of inspired by the fact that the dreaming brain comes up with all sorts of bizarre combinations. So for example, where a person or animal is in a place they would never normally be, like a goat in your kitchen, <laughs> or wearing something, somebody wearing something that they'd never wear, like your uncle George wearing a deep sea diving suit, or doing something ridiculous or impossible, like your cat dancing on the wings of a airplane. The point is here by deliberately going into a daydream like state and imagining odd combinations of things, you're hooking into a pre-sleep state of mind, or you could consciously construct a dream that you'd like to have. This could help you gently slide back into sleep. Again, if you wake up in the middle of the night, experts say that you should get up and go into another room and do something and then go back to sleep later. We all have a tendency to kind of just lay in our beds awake, worrying frustrated that we can't go back to sleep. And if you feel like your body is awake and that it might not be wanting to go back to sleep soon, maybe try doing that going into another room. And again, when you do that, you can repeat any of the previous tips. So you could read, you could stretch, you could color, you could meditate. You could try to journal again, but just a reminder not to involve anything that would redirect the mind back to worries. So we would want to journal about something creative or imaginative or totally unrelated to that previous list that we did earlier. If you live with your partner, cuddling or especially skin-to-skin contact can be very regulating and soothing to the nervous system. So you can also try that for getting back to sleep. I want to add that there are certain mineral deficiencies that can lead to sleep problems. I am not a doctor, so I'm not trained to officially recommend any supplements, but I can say that common deficiencies that can affect our quality of sleep are vitamin D, E, B6, B12, magnesium, and iron. And if you're wondering if mineral deficiency is a part of the equation for you, I recommend seeing a professional, whether that's a doctor, a naturopath, a functional medicine doctor, or whoever you prefer to use. The recommendations from this episode are not all science-based, just things that I've heard from my clients or I've used myself that are helpful. If you have other tools that you've incorporated that have helped you with anxiety at night and have helped you get better sleep, I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, be well, friends. If you've been enjoying these episodes, please give this podcast a five-star rating and a review. Thanks for listening.